Ben is going to be uh, uh, preaching today. Ben, you want to come on up here? Um, and uh, I'm going to give you a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. We are sending the love Ben's way today, and he's sending the love our way today. There's a reason that uh, we asked Ben to uh, speak in our, what's the name of our series? Uh, what is it, what, what it feels like to experience God. Emily opened the series last Sunday, really good, worth listening to if you missed it. Um, and we wanted Ben to speak for a couple of reasons. One is Ben uh, grew up in the Pentecostal tradition. And the Pentecostal tradition that, you know, started at the beginning of the 20th century really restored um, a vibrant high value to spiritual experience to the church after it had been suppressed for many centuries. So we owe a lot to the Pentecostal uh, tradition. Um, and also because Ben comes from a, a country that isn't as affected as the United States is in what I would think of as like the dismissal of experience especially the dis dismissal of the possibility that ordinary people can experience God. And he comes from a country where actually you just grow up and it's, it's normal for people to have spiritual experiences of all sorts. And it's not something you have to kind of like work through in your head. Is this legitimate? And so I think th this really um, puts Ben in a great position to just share his experience and uh, tell us what the Lord has uh, given him to say to us. So. Can we welcome our dear brother, Ben? Thank you. Thanks. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, ben. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm very appreciative for God and who he's been in my life and uh, everything I've been through. Uh, and uh, I really thank God. And like Ken said, I grew up uh, in a culture, uh, it's very, well, I mean, Christianity is very strong. There's a little bit of uh, um, an Islamic culture, uh, but mostly in Kenya is uh, Christianity, and has its benefits and uh, its other things. <laughs> but I, 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 I thank God um, <clears throat> that I'm Christian, and one of the things, it, uh, there was a story that people said, you know, Europeans, the white European, they brought Christianity in Africa. And Africa has always been very rich, uh, all these precious stones and gold and all that kind of thing. And the white people brought Christianity into, in Africa, and they taught us how to pray to Jesus, and it taught us how to close our eyes and pray. And so the Africans closed their eyes and they were praying. By the time they said amen, all the stuff was gone. All the gold was gone. All the gold and all the precious stones were gone. But of course, uh, that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, but God is good. Um, so like Ken said, I grew up um, going to church, Sunday school. My mom made sure we went to Sunday school. Um, and I got baptized very, very early. I think I got baptized twice, because when I look back at my life, it's, uh, it's almost like I was always chasing after God. And of course, now I, in my teen years, uh, you know, I realize hey, something is different with me. I'm, I'm gay. Even though I can look many, many years back, even before my teen years, talking to my sister, and something like, you know, I'll never get married to a woman came up, and this was, uh, must have been maybe six or seven. And it's interesting, some of these things don't come back to us until many, many years later than when you remember something. Uh, so, 
uh, the struggle, I'm sure, like every other gay person uh, going through uh, God, you know, I, I love God with all my heart, and uh, I want to serve God, but then look at this other thing. Uh, Christians would look at it uh, in Kenya like a blemish. Uh, but nowadays I look at it like when you're loading up something on the computer and it keeps saying loading, 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 uh, almost like your computer is frozen. And that's how I look, when I look back at my life, that's how I see myself, that I'm here. I never questioned the love of God, never questioned, uh, never felt condemned by God because of being gay. I never felt that. Always felt like God loved me, but I um, always struggled with uh, God, please help me overcome this thing so that I can be 100% and serve you in a 100% way. Um, excuse me. And of course, that never happened. Uh, but uh, the, the Lord still followed after him. He filled me with the Holy Spirit. I'm sure some of you uh, maybe have had that experience, have heard about that experience. And I continued to struggle with God for many, many years. And um, going every altar call, who wants to be prayed for, blah, 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 I would come up. And many times uh, somebody asked me, what do you want me to pray for you for? And I would say, it's an unspoken need, because I would never tell them, oh, I'm gay or whatever. Uh, but now I get to a point where... Um, uh, even before that, I had spent a lot of time praying and fasting. Uh, in Kenya, they have these like, mountains and prayer centers. People would go up there and just pray. And I had spent a lot of time praying and seeking God. And, just, and one of the main, main things I was praying about is God would uh, convert me and take my homosexuality away, my being gay away. And he never did that. And long story short, I came to America. And by the time I came to the U.S., I think the Lord, I had gotten to that place where God had uh, spoken to me in a very still voice. And he had said, you know what, I've loved you all this time. I've loved you all along. Uh, you're perfect to me. I created you the way you are. Nothing broken, nothing missing. You know, you're perfect. When I look at you, you're, you're, you're perfect. You're my son. You're perfect the way you are. So I had gotten to that point. But something I had never gotten uh, past is uh, people. Uh, Christian people, especially Christian people. That was like the hardest thing ever. Uh, it was so bad. I, I think I shared with, uh, about my, uh, in high school. I went to high school in Kenya. And one thing happened when I was in high school, my sophomore year, that made me realize, oh my gosh, it seems like I'm the only one who doesn't know I'm gay. Everybody else seems to know I'm gay. And this happened, uh, a guy, <laughs> I know, a guy came up to me and said, hey Ben, you know what, I think you're the upcoming one. And I'm wondering, oh, what do you mean I'm the upcoming one? Anyway, long story short, uh, he ended up saying, uh, not in a very nice word, yeah, you're gay. And from there, I was shocked that I was gay even though this time I prayed to God to take this away. But I was shocked and I was very afraid and I was very frightened that other people knew I was gay. That was the hardest thing ever. It was okay for me to know, you know, it's a secret between me and God, it's fine. Uh, but to know that somebody else even thought, not just knew I was gay, but even somebody else just thinking that I'm gay was enough to, it really broke my heart in a million pieces. Anyway, long story short, I, uh, I, brought, um, I withdrew drew from life almost, became very depressed, and uh, I stopped uh, participating in uh, the Christian Union of Students. But anyway, thank God, many, many years later, uh, the Lord has never left me. I've never left the Lord. Uh, and like I said, I moved to the U.S., and, and, and then I, uh, another problem arose now. 
I was watching a, face, a video on Facebook where this guy, this black guy, she's actually African, he's of African origin, uh, he's been gay all his life, and he was saying he's always been black, and then a black male he asked, and then he wanted, he asked God, you know what, God, just give me another thing. And of course, not, he was saying that in reference to, for, in reference to him being gay. Uh, I've also mentioned that uh, now, from my experiences, now being gay became, it's no longer a problem to me at all. Uh, number one, of all, I'm there with the Lord, I'm fine with Jesus, it's, it's always been people, and I can stay away from people, especially in, in the U.S., I can decide I'm not going to be associated with uh, people from my culture and still be fine. But then there's this other thing that became around, now being a black, a black, gay, male, man, black gay man, that became a, a very big deal and a very big problem that I have struggled with. Uh, and especially, it wasn't really hard, to be honest with you, it wasn't really hard to experience that um, outside, you know, strangers or whatever. But when I experienced that with Christians, gay Christians, that, that's when that really uh, broke my life. I remember... Uh, I would go to this uh, Christian group of gay people, and that happened, and I, I, I kind of questioned God. We must be worshiping a different God, because I'm here around these people. I grew up in Kenya listening to all these Christian musics, mostly from the, the Western world, U.S. especially. So, I mean, songs like Maranatha and all these worship songs, beautiful worship songs, you know? And now I'm here in the U.S. where these people are. And then I experienced these experiences, and I just could not, in my very young mind, I could never reconcile the possibility of those two things. It was very, almost threw me into um, some kind of spiral of uh, confusion and, and fear and um, questioning. And uh, at one point I was like, God, are, are you sure? Are you the same? Are there two, there's got to be maybe two Jesus or two gods, or maybe the same God, but uh, that was very hard for me. But then I remember, I also remember at one point, it was very disappointing. I stopped listening to Christian music. So I just didn't want anything to do uh, with any gospel music uh, that's of the Western culture. I didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, I, didn't wanna, I just didn't want to hear it. So I went through this period of uh, being very depressed, not because of anything else, but just dealing with the shock that uh, I can face this thing from, uh, from the Christian world. That was very hard for me. Now it's not even being gay. Being gay I can understand because of all these uh, Bible verses that have been mis misinterpreted for many years. Uh, but it, it, the cultural thing, uh, that I could never understand. But thank God now I'm at a whole different place now. I thank God for that. So, oh, excuse me. Um, so I say that to say that I went through this period of like a plateau, not questioning God anymore and not, at the same time, not wanting to get too involved. Um, but, but God, by His grace, I was able to uh, find other, you know, Christian uh, communities, and, uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me, and I, uh, uh, I'm very happy at where I am right now. Uh, and then I ended up moving to Ann Arbor. Uh, my husband, Steve, had been moved here, uh, had gotten a job here and moved here for a few years, so back and forth, I uh, ended up moving here. 
Uh, the way I found out about Blue Ocean is uh, an organization called TAN. I would go to the, uh, it's a gay organization, great, great Christians that would hold uh, conferences in different cities every year. And I met some wonderful, wonderful people there. And then when they heard I was moving to Ann Arbor, they said, hey, you need to check out Blue Ocean. Uh, Ken Wilson said, okay, uh, I'll try when I, if I can. If I get time, I'll do that. So I came here and uh, I came in and I was very cautious, you know, from my past experiences. And uh, I, I first, I mean, I found out that this place is the coolest place ever. Ken is like one of the coolest pastors ever that I've ever met, to be honest with you. Uh, he's, all, he's all like, you know, gay people are welcome, black people are welcome. And that's the other thing. I, I, I said to myself, I will never put myself in a position where... Um, I don't know where the church stands as far as gay people. Uh, can you perform gay marriage, uh, ordain gay ministers, or dedicate gay, gay children? I can, never find, I can never do that again. And the other thing is uh, black lives. You can't, if you can't talk about and deal with issues that affect me uh, in a very personal way, then I, I can never associate with that kind of uh, ministry or anything. But anyway, <laughs> thank God. And, uh, and I, I have found a place here, I have found a home here, I've made very, very nice friends already, and uh, I really thank God for everything. So uh, the other thing I was, uh, I, so I want to share my testimony about that, and then share a little bit about my faith. Um, um, I grew up and I'm born again, and I still believe in God. I believe that God is still able to heal, even when, or even if he doesn't heal. I know many times he, he heals through uh, the modern medicine, and he also heals through miracles. I know that for sure. Um, and also the, the God, God, God's presence and hearing God. Uh, I trust that I've always been, God has always been there with me, and his presence has always been there with me. I remember one time I was very, very young. I must have been maybe less than 10. And my mom had gotten very, very sick, and I remember uh, kneeling at the, uh, the foot of a bed and just praying that God would heal my mom. And I think I might have, must have been maybe six or seven, praying that God, I pray that you heal my mom. And she ended up going to the hospital, ended up being healed. So when I look back at my life, I see that God has, has always been there for me. And as far as hearing God, um, Many times uh, I feel the presence of God when I start to worship God, and I love to worship God. I know everyone, we, we come from different places, worship in different areas and uh, different styles. Uh, from my childhood, I grew up in uh, worshiping God, like saying, thank you, God, uh, I love you, Jesus. I worship your name, you're worthy, you're holy. And every time I go, uh, I feel like this brings me right into the presence of God and uh, experience the presence of God uh, most of the time that way. Uh, but at the same time, I always know that God is around me and God is with me and God is outside of me. Uh, even when I find myself in uh, uh, tricky positions or uh, very uh, struggling, uh, any kinds of struggle in life, I know that God... He's always there with me, excuse me, and he's always speak to my heart. Uh, and somebody, some people will ask you, how do you, how do you hear the voice of God? And with me, sometimes I have felt, sometimes it's a sensation, like God will, I'll hear God says, uh, pray for that person, or uh, give that person uh, $10, or uh, go say hi to that person. Go introduce yourself to that person. And most of the time I've found out when I follow that voice, 
it, it basically ends up being true that God really wanted me to talk to this person. Maybe they shared a testimony with me or they wanted me to pray for them about something. So small things like that. Oh, when I'm worshiping God, reading his word, uh, I feel basically like God is literally speaking his word uh, through me, I mean to me. Uh, some of the things uh, can hear God. Um, God reveal himself to me. Um, so there, another thing I know, I, I talked about being very conflicted um, and questioning God and going through that plateau. Uh, through that whole period, I met my, my husband, Steve. He's Jewish, so he never... And he was also going through his own religious plateau at that time. Um, uh, and I, I've met Christian that says, you know, you're unequally yoked. And, <laughs> and so that's the other thing that that made me run away from this Christianity of that kind. So I know when I met Steve, uh, God, God, I mean, God put it in my spirit. I had this perfect peace. And I knew my heart was settled, and I knew I wasn't going to look for anybody else, and he felt the same way. And so I don't understand how you can come back and tell me, um, God, this is not God's will. So um, that's just a by the way. Um, <laughs> This is just a, by the way, of how people can. Uh, excuse me. That's just a, by the way, of how people can project their beliefs to you. People can, um, people can project their beliefs to you. They can make you fear. They can make you uh, question your relationship with God. They can make you question uh, your relationship with uh, your friends, your family, if you're not, but only if you're not rooted deep enough. I think so. Um, because uh, if, you do, if you're rooted deep enough in the Word of God or in your relationship or whatever these places are, there's no way you can let people uh, do that to you. Uh, because uh, it kind of gives me a picture of Adam. Adam and Eve, like the Bible says, walking in the garden and they were naked and do, did not realize that they were naked until, until they sinned and somebody else told them that you're naked. They never realized that. So that's how I believe, uh, even as a gay man, uh, I grew up and I never knew that, I, I, nobody ever told me that, hey, being gay is, as long as nobody tells me being gay is a sin, that would never have crossed my mind. Yeah. Never. I would have grown up, and I thank God, I feel like uh, the church is getting to a place where now kids are growing up uh, uh, with the under-loving families, uh, gay, gay loving families, or experiencing gay, you know, gay, gay family, like families of God, and that's, I think it's going to be a place where that will no longer be a problem, that kids won't grow up feeling like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm not perfect, I'm not 100%, and I think that's a very good thing, uh, and I hope that will maybe get to Africa one time. Uh, and I also talked about um, my marriage when, when Steve and I got married, and my mom and I had never had that talk. Uh, of me being gay, even though she, she knew somebody had told her, you know what, God, God's going to use your son, but your son is gay. So, and this was a, um, this was a, uh, like, a, uh, like a believed to be a prophet of God. And I kind of believe that's the first part of it, but the second part, she, always miss, she obviously missed her mark. Bless her heart. <laughs> uh, bless her heart. Um, uh, so when, when I got married, I've, I've shared this before, and it was such a big thing and such a big problem, and my mom, she almost uh, had a heart attack uh, because she, it was plastered all over the newspapers in Kenya, and it was a big deal, and um, I was 
fine uh, from my side. I was fine. Uh, Steve was very upset because this was really um, some kind of invasion of our lives. Uh, but I was fine, uh, but I was very not fine as far as my mother, especially my mom, was concerned. That was really uh, heartbreaking to me. But it, it was very hard, went through a whole uh, spiel of difficult stuff, but right now I have a good testimony to say that my mom and I, are, we have a very good relationship, and I talk to her, to her very, very often, and she loves me, and I love her, and I think also she was more afraid of people more than, you know, she, I think that she could have dealt with um, me as, a, as, you know, her son, but she, was also, she ended up losing a lot of friends, and there were threats on their lives and stuff like that, so... Um, so uh, I want to th I thank God. That's one of my other testimonies uh, that I wanted to, to share today. Um, so the other thing uh, about hearing and sensing the Spirit of God, I love the book of Psalms. I love uh, the way uh, the, 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 the writers in the book of Psalms, the way they, they come out and just exalt God and bless God and, and just uh, worship Him and magnify His name. Uh, uh, it's one of the things that really make, makes me and helps me uh, get so much in the presence of God, and I, and I love that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had that said here in a minute. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so I thank God, and um, uh, I know the, uh, the Bible, one of the verses I was going to share with us today is Philippians 1. Um, Chapter 1 and verse 6, where it says, He who began a good work in me is faithful uh, to bring that work into accomplishment. Uh, and the way I interpret this uh, scripture is that the way God created me, the way God created you and me in very unique ways, that's, that's, uh, that's, he, he, that's God's work in your life. And that's God's gift in your life. And it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with that gift so that God can affect lives with that gift. He can uh, touch somebody else's with that gift. Uh, and heal somebody else and deliver somebody. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm really happy that uh, came out when, uh, especially when Steve and I got married, there was a time not too far from there, we got married in 2016, there was a time, a few months not too far from there, I could never have wanted uh, anybody to, uh, any strangers especially, to know that I was gay. I remember this time we've, we've had a fight with Steve, uh, because he's, a kind of, he's such a free spirit, and sometimes he'll be at Kroger or some kind of grocery store or whatever, and he'll say, honey, honey, come look at this. <laughs> come look at this. Hey, I found it. Whatever, honey, honey, honey. And I remember this. Um, even though I know I'm 100% free, I'm 100%, maybe not, maybe not 100% free. <laughs> Now that kind of made me question a little bit. Like I was talking about the computer loading. Maybe I still do have that point, point zero zero one percent that, uh, and a lot of gay people go through this. I mean, we're, I'm fine, I'm fine. This is a very safe place for me, I'm fine. It's a space, space I mean, a free, uh, safe space for me, I'm fine. Uh, at my job, uh, most uh, healthcare mostly, uh, that's another thing that really helped me. I worked with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, women. So in nursing, it's very, it's very, I mean, nobody has a problem with you. Uh, and um, so that's a, the other thing that kind of really, really helped me. And uh, so Steve, uh, he always, know, he knows that, but like I said, he's such a uh, sweet spirit, a free, sweet, free spirit. 
<laughs> he never, so I even stopped now. I'm like, uh, whatever, honey, whatever. Just, just, just do your thing. Uh, so I was going to say there's still that fear that a lot of uh, gay people have, and I know that for a lot of gay men, especially. Uh, I know I'm free, but then you, sometimes you find yourself in those spaces that you're not so comfortable of. Maybe even it's another, you find yourself maybe at, at work. When you don't know uh, if these people are okay with being gay, then you're always having that, you know, you're not free 100%. I, can, I know I can speak of a lot of, of men that way. I actually had a very young friend of mine that said, you know what, Ben, I can never be around uh, straight people because there's always this this conflict, you know? You don't know what people are thinking and stuff like that. So I always encourage people, uh, you only go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, basically. Yeah. And that's, that's a very big thing, yeah. Amen, amen. That, yeah, that's a very big, big thing. So um, I think uh, that's all I kind of wanted to share with us. And then I wanted us to... Uh, to kind of spend a few minutes just meditating uh, in the presence of God. And I, like I said, everyone worships God in different ways. Um, from my upbringing, I worship God. You know, I lift my hands up and I pace up and down uh, my living room or whenever. I just, you know, I just worship God in, in quietness. Uh, some people will just want to sit down and just be quiet for a minute and worship God that way. Uh, I've been to places where people worship God by running around the sanctuary, and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and so, and, and, and God is so diverse. He's so diverse, more than I can even uh, put into words, or even more than my, my mind can understand. So, who am I to judge, and who uh, is somebody else to judge? And sometimes, uh, when I spend time with the Lord, and especially about this thing of uh, the church, and how many uh, gay people that have been oppressed, and a lot of people have been driven to suicide, a lot of people have been dri driven to drugs and alcohol. Why? Because of rejection. Rejection is such a, is such a powerful spirit, and if you, if you don't have someone to hold you, uh, to support, to uh, protect you, support you, lift you up in prayer, expose you to such an atmosphere where you know, I'm whole, I'm perfect, I'm, I'm okay, God, God created me this way. So the church, I think the church has a lot of, um, uh, has a lot of burden, a lot of uh, guilt to that. And I, when I, I know some scriptures talk about the church being the bride of Christ. And I feel like... Um, that's something, that's one of the things that's holding the church back or holding Jesus from coming back for his bride. Because the Bible says that until the whole church is complete and one, that's the only time uh, that Christ will, you know, complete his bride. So I think that's something else. Uh, we're, I thank God. I feel like it's almost like the church is at a, a, a pivotal place right now. Uh, the, the church is changing from the, like we've known it, like the way we've known it. And I thank God for, uh, like Emily, the, the, your blog, uh, such blogs and uh, many, many other books and many, many other people standing up and being the light of Christ to the world. And now hopefully the church, uh, God is beginning to speak to his people and hopefully they're not stubborn and they can listen, I hope. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's very, very, very important. Uh, so in relation to that, I was going to say that I used to be very, very afraid. If somebody had mentioned that I'm kind of, somehow kind of gay or something, I would have, 
uh, it put me into a fright and to almost palpitations. Even though, like I said, people knew I was gay, and uh, it's almost like uh, I think there's a saying in Africa sometimes. I can't remember the animal they talked about. Africans they speak with a lot of um, uh, what's the word? Uh, hidden hidden meanings. Like there's this, they were talking about what's that, like an Metaphor. metaphors. Yeah, there's a lot of metaphors. There's an animal they talk about stands. Uh, behind a, 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 a tree. That tree could be this thin, but the animal is kind of standing there thinking nobody's seeing it. And of course, everybody's, yeah. <laughs> everybody's seeing that animal. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I feel like that animal, I would think, oh gosh, nobody knows I'm gay. I'm, you know, I'm fine, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns out everybody knew I was gay. <laughs> Everybody knew I was gay. Not only that, God knew I was gay, and he created me gay, and he loves me perfectly. And uh, <clears throat> so one thing, when, when I got married, something really, really beautiful that came out of it is that that fear just lifted. Yeah. That fear lifted, and all, everything became hashtag gay, hashtag gay, hashtag, yeah. <laughs> hashtag husbands, hashtag, all, everything became a hashtag a rainbow. <laughs> Yeah, everything became a hashtag rainbow, hashtag rainbow. I mean, something just a few months before then, I could never have been able to do. So I think that's, that's something that I, I really thank God, that um, I, I stopped fearing for my life. Because, uh, because now I know, and my mom especially knows, and people know, and now I, I know I'm, I have the ability to put myself in situations whether, uh, where I'm going to be safe or I'm not going to be safe. And of course, I'll never put... My, Oh, excuse me, I'll never put myself in uh, unsafe situations. So that's something I really, really thank God. And um, so I want us to kind of uh, spend a few minutes, maybe two minutes, and just close our eyes and meditate uh, on God. And then for another, uh, for about two minutes, and then for one minute, I'll just kind of lead us into um, some kind of medita meditation uh, prayer. All right, so just, uh, just kind of meditate on the goodness of God and His faithfulness.
Alrighty. <clears throat> so I'm just gonna uh, kind of lead us into a, uh, a minute of just thanking God. Thank you, Father, for who you are. I said Father because that's how I grew up, addressing God as Father, and it's fine. Uh, whatever's comfortable with you. God, you're so majestic. You are worthy. You are mighty. There is no one like you, God, and we want you to be magnified in our lives. Help us, Lord, to see you as the authority in our lives and to depend on you more and to be the light in the darkness that the world is today. Even in the body of Christ, all the hate, Lord, I pray that you are going to help us to be that light, to bring down um, bridges, um, um, to break down walls of evil, of any kind of evil. And we, we choose to bless your name and to exalt you. Thank you for helping and lifting many problems in our lives, even for healing and lifting depressions, Lord, and anybody that's struggling with uh, rejection or uh, substance dependence, Lord, we pray that you may visit our lives again. Visit every person with whatever it is they're struggling with, Father, and glorify your name in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, God bless everyone. Thanks.